Welcome to Moving Through Life, the baseball podcast. This is Donald Lutz, one of your hosts. I would like to welcome you to our show. I would also like to announce my co-host, baseball expert, Frank Fister. Hey, Donald. Hello there, everyone. This is Frank Fister, second of your two hosts, professional coach, teammate, and friend. It's an honor to be here with you all. Welcome to episode 10 today. It's Lutzi and Frankie. Remember, if you guys want to help us out on our socials, feel free to obviously, first of all, follow us or look us up, Moving Through Life, the baseball podcast. And we also have a hashtag we use. It is hashtag Lutzi with a Y and Frankie with a Y at the end. So hashtag Lutzi and Frankie. Thank you. Frank, how are you today? Hey, Don. Um, we're doing great. We're doing great. How you doing? We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing, there we're you doing go. episode 10. Last episode, we talked hitting. We, we are getting a little more professional here. What I wanted to, I kind of missed something in our last episode. Do you mind if I lead off with this one? Please. Frank's random page. So oh, yeah. do you want to talk about it real quick? Do you want to tell the people what, what the notebook sure. is? Yeah, um, I got I got a notebook. I got a few notebooks um, that I like um, sort of writing things in, whether they are things I want to remember. It was actually something Eric Davis had said once, where he said, uh, "If if you're you know if you're not sure you're going to remember it, write it down somewhere." So, um, carry carrying a notebook has become something that I like doing, and it's been cool for. Uh, you know, if I'm reading a book, I'll write down some quotes that I like. If I am watching a, watching something, um, you know, watching something, talking with a friend around my brother's kids, they'll drop some gold every once in a while. Um, actually, uh, more than every once in a while. Um, so I like having this notebook and um, I have a few of them now. And uh, so we've been doing a little, a few episodes, we'll have a little segment where I'll kind of flip through a random page a flip to a random page and then try to find something on the page that i stop on to sort of be a spark for a conversation is that about do it don yeah it's pretty much gonna be either probably a baseball or life nugget it's gonna help you guys and uh remember frankie just said it it's cool to have something to write stuff down. So we encourage you to, obviously, it's cool to listen to this podcast. Make sure you download it. Yep. Feel free to give us a rating too. <laughs> yep. But it's it's cool to have a piece of paper on the side and write some notes down because, uh, yeah, we, we do like to keep it loose. We like to share stories. Um, as I said, we both have over, I think, yeah, combined 30, 32 years of baseball, international baseball experience. So, yeah, buckle up. That's all I can say. Frank, you want to get going? You want me to we say start, stop? You want to start with that? Yeah, I'll, I'll start flipping and you say stop. Yep. All right, ready? And we're flipping. Stop. All right, here we are. Ooh, this could be a fun one, folks. This could be a fun one. All right, let's see what we got. Um, oh, this is great. This is great. We got some, we got some Spanish on this one, too. Oh, yes. That's what the people want. So, yeah, perfect. So, 
I've been messing around and, and stay tuned. One of, one of our songs coming up is going to have a, little, a few Spanish lyrics. I'm messing around with, with, <laughs> with, with trying to, trying to put some some Spanish lyrics on a song. And so these are some notes from that. And some of the lyrics that I'm playing with came from a conversation with a friend of mine who is playing now in Japan. I'm not sure for which team. I'd have to check. But um, Aristides Aquino. He played with the Reds for a while, also known as the Punisher. Um, <laughs> as as uh, as amazing a hitter as he is, he is a more amazing human and an awesome person, um, person, father, teammate, all those good things, all those things. Um, yeah, the Punisher is wonderful. And I remember sitting with him one day uh, during spring training, um, and he actually really taught me a lot of Spanish and helped me teach myself Spanish too. He learned English, taught himself English very quickly and was fearless with it, which I think is really cool. He just kind of jumped in. People might laugh. People make fun of an accent. People do whatever they got to do, you know, expressing their own, um, possibly their own insecurities. And, and he just jumped in, tried it, kept trying it, kept trying it. If someone laughed, he'd say, okay, well, you know, teach me, teach me then. You know, and mm -hmm. then he'd learn a little bit and he'd clean it up and um really amazing. And 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 he could he can play the game like a like a monster too. And I remember asking him once, or I said something in Spanish where I think I said paso uh, paso a paso, like wanting to say step by step or like little by little, um, poco a poco. And there's some some phrases that maybe translate directly, but he dropped a little dime on me that's written here. Um, that's a, a phrase that he said was a phrase for him in the DR that in the, or the RD, if you're there, Republica Dominicana. And he, here's the phrase, grano a grano, la gallina se llena el buche, which as I understand, look it up for yourself. Don't trust me, trust yourself. But basically seed by seed. The I, I want to say chicken or rooster seed by seed the chicken um, fills fills the belly, so like one one bite at a time we fill our belly basically, um, which is a is a cool. I just I love how sayings show up in different ways, but it means you know it's kind of for me that's step by like one step at a time you know, mm -hmm. um, which has been a powerful thing in baseball with music with our life. podcast with life with anything. Um, kind of remember, you know, one bite at a time, one seed at a time, um, is a, is a powerful reminder, including the way, one of the big things that I remember him teaching me that day when he wrote it down, he wrote it down a little thing. It's still a bookmark every once in a while, find it in a book, um, with, that he wrote for me. And, and now it's in my little notebook, hopefully getting into a song someday soon. And, um, I remember him telling me, I, I was having a hard time. I, I would joke and I would say in Spanish, I'd say that I can, I feel like I can, I can speak it okay, but I can't understand it. You know, like, like I could, I knew words and I could say what I wanted to say in Spanish, but sometimes I wouldn't be able to follow it and listen um, as well. And I remember him basically one day calling me out and being like, nah, man, that's not true. And I say, yeah, I know, I know I'm joking. I go, and he goes, no, I know you're joking, but it's not true because you know the word. So like, if you know the word to say it, then you would be able to hear it. He goes, 
I think you're trying to hear every word when you're listening to someone speak, but you don't do that with English. Uh-huh. So try, try just listening, not to understand it, but just listen and, and, and get an idea. And if you're not sure, ask a question, but if you can get an idea of the, the general vibe of what's going on, the words will come, which was a powerful lesson for me that I still remember. So thank you. Thank you, Punisher. Um, and gracias and arigato, um, Mr. Punisher, for some of those some of those nuggets. Again, it's funny. I was in a spot where I, I may have been, I, I was supposed to be teaching these guys, and, and <laughs> I think I learned a lot more from them. So, um, yeah, that's, that's today's random page. Grano a grano, la gallina se llena el buche. Seed Love by that. seed. Yeah, seed by seed, the, uh, the rooster fills, fills the belly. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So the Punisher, I ain't going to lie, man. I, I sit here to the States. I do follow him on Instagram. So uh, I don't know the name <laughs> of the team, but he, has, he plays for a team in Japan with blue jerseys. Mm-hmm. And he's still just demolishing baseball. So if you guys don't know why he's called the Punisher, it's pretty much because he just punishes baseballs. All right, so. Oh, yeah. And, and try to run on him in the outfield, too, because he'll go ahead and... Uh... Yes, he will hose you. <laughs> he will hose you and then smile and then flex on you. Because every time he goes deep, he comes around third base and flexes his right arm, which is amazing. And, and yeah, and he's he's got he reminds me of 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 you a little bit with that where where his celebrations you know when you know him, you know that the celebration like it it is it yeah, it's is not a, it's not a disrespectful show no, off. It, not at all. He's super respectful to the game, to his opponents, to his teammates, especially. And but but that flex, like there's something awesome when you see people who are are humble and know that they're really good at what they do and and work hard to be that good, you know, or work smart to to get to that point. And he's one of those guys. So awesome. Yes. Awesome, man. That was the random page out of Frankie's notebook. Uh, shout out to Aquino, still doing it. Uh, much love over there. Well, we also, I wanted to ask you one more question. Um, mm-hmm. We've briefly touched on this, I think, two episodes ago, I think in our maybe seventh or eighth episode, which I'm going to throw I it guess, back at you because I know you I guess people. It. People are going to have to listen to those episodes to find out, I guess, right? Yeah, man. They got to go back and listen to all of them. First, they got to do, they got to, they got to download them. Oh, that's right. <laughs> then they have to go to the socials, either TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram, follow us. Uh, they can leave a review because it really helps us. You know, you know, Uber, when you drive Uber, they say, man, like a $2 tip. They're like, no, I don't even want a tip because a review will go further for them. So, just keep that in mind when you look our podcast up. I got one more. Because when you share it with your friends on socials, make sure to use the hashtag Lutzi and Frankie. Yeah. With you like wise, that one, Frank? Wise in each one. Yeah, it was a nice plug. I felt like I gave you a nice little alley-oop on that plug, too, which I'm not a big plugger. So if I can, if I can, if I can dish it for you to take it home, I'm, I'm in. Um, did you, you said you wanted to ask me something. I have another hitting question for you too, at some point for this episode, if we still want to do that. 
Yeah, actually, let's go hitting first, and then whenever I can, I'm going to rebound because I know you want to watch basketball today. <laughs> Nuggets <laughs> against who? The Suns. Yeah, and we talked about seeds and whoever, playoffs, doesn't matter, man, who's hot, he's hot. But give me a hitting question, and then I'm going to bounce it back at you. All right. Um, yeah, so this is this is just a fun one that, that, that came up in conversation recently with me. Um, you're imagine you're in a game, Donald Lutz hitting. Um, you have an approach, whatever that is. I'm in the game yeah. right now. Yeah, you're in the game. I know you are. So you're in that game. You're ready to roll. You face the starting pitcher a couple times. You got your approach. Nice. Boom. P- pitching change. How does your approach shift? What stays the same? Can you take me through a little bit of what you're looking for on the fly um, when a pitching change happens? Yeah, yep, yep. I know there's a there's a lot there, um, yep. but but anything I think is cool because yeah, you know. Let me, yeah, hit me. So remember, get your notebook out, kids. I got my notebook out. I'm gonna write it down because sometimes I go way too deep. Pitching change. Uh, am I okay? I'll start. I'll start at the top. In the big leagues, um, you get an iPad, you, or actually, you probably before you start your series. Let's say you play like a two, three, four game series against a team. You sit down in your little office with all your hitters, and you go through their entire bullpen. All right. You look at their scouting reports. You look at what they've done the last week or two weeks. Um, then you can do your own research. So I can go and, or at least I used to be able to and go look at a, the entire bullpen. I can type in the name. I can type in, hey, what has Frank Fister done against left-handed hitters in the last two weeks? Boom. And then I would get a video of each one. And I could be like, oh, Frank Fister really loves his changeup for some reason in these counts. Um, well, I'm looking. I'm looking at little pieces to get an advantage. My combio. Yep, because you got to remember. Obviously, it's a cat and mouse game, and the pitchers have they do the same. They talk about you as a hitter. They got scouting reports. You know, everybody does their homework, and there's a reason why they call it a cat and mouse game. So, new pitcher comes in. First thing, I usually know probably already what he's got. Um. Sorry, I'm going from the MLB to, let's say, ABL. Because I, I still play in the Australian Baseball League. Let's go to the ABL. Um, okay. Same thing there. I might have a scouting report. You know, I might have some teammates from America, which might have faced the guy. There might be an Aussie guy, which I've faced over the last five years. Could be anything. So approach goes to, usually goes straight to game situation. Um, that's a big one, obviously game situation so let's As say an awareness of where you're at in the game like what what's the score where are the outs who's on base all that exactly it, it, it pretty much for me personally it just determines how aggressive i am you know what i mean awesome is, is it do i need to just get on base here or do i need a tater you know do i need an extra base hit sorry i, I don't ever just try to hit taters bombs um it's like hey do i just need to get on base do I need to maybe see some, you know, is he, did he pitch the day before? Is he maybe tired? You know, there's a lot of factors which go into it where early in the year, I can actually go back to last year. So early in the year, we played you guys, Auckland to Atar, 
in round one. So there was a lot of guys in your bullpen, which I've never seen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now our, our Australian league is about 10 weeks, uh, kind of short. Usually play everybody twice. So when I face someone, which I've never seen, especially early in the year, I'm not, I don't care about giving them away in a bat and just seeing a bunch of pitchers because I know there's a good chance I might see these dudes again in the playoffs. And for me, I'm at a point where like, I'm not playing to get a contract in the U.S. I'm not playing to, to get to the big leagues. I'm simply here when I step on the field. The reason why I play is I want to win a championship. So, All right, cool. So hold on. That's, that's part of the situation too, right? So you, you were talking about situation in game, but being aware of where you are, whoever might be answering or asking themselves these questions where you are and what, what, what you're trying to do both in terms of your role on the team in that game and, and like what, what you're trying to get out of the, the overall situation, right. Of the season of, of whatever, They're, these are all coming into play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. quickly too. Cause I mean, shoot, how many pitches the guy got before, before you're up, you know, like this is, this is cool. Like you're, you this stuff's happening fast is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's moving fast. Like I said, if it's early in the year, I'm not afraid to maybe even just be like, you know what, I'm gonna take a strike. Like I wanna see his best pitch. I wanna see his out pitch. Sometimes if a guy's coming in just to face me, most times it's like a left hander. Cause it it's rarely that it's like, hey, pitching change, fresh righty to see Lutzi. No, it might be okay, get a get a righty to face the guy in front of me. And then I get to face him, and then I already have an advantage because I see him warm up. I see how he pitches to the guy in front of me, and then I already have an idea of kind of what he likes to do. Boom! And, and, so, and can I pa- can I pause you there quick? Because mm-hmm. that that's awesome too. Because you were talking about you went big leagues to ABL, where you go big league, where you got you know a whole team of people, which your boy has 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 been in there and helping out with those advanced <laughs> reports i was i wasn't doing much man i was just making copies and putting them in stacks but it's amazing the amount of information that that players get in the big leagues that's available um if they want it and then you go from there to the abl which there's there's info but it's it's different it's not maybe not as extensive the technology is not the same but no matter what it is from big leagues to abl to little league to whatever, what you just brought up, I think is so cool, which is your eyes and what a guy has that day. And so if a guy comes in and you have a few batters to watch him face those batters, you're getting the same info that, that those advanced reports have. You're getting it real time with your eyes while you're watching. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, you, we're looking for any advantage you can get. So right. the more information I can get on the dude, while he's either warming up. Like if someone comes in, bounces three heaters, maybe only throws a changeup for a strike, you know, I'm like, man, this guy's probably going to throw me a changeup first pitch because he just bounces his, cha- his heater through onto the backstop. He ain't feeling that pitch. So, you know, I might I might just trust it and be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to look for something slow. Awesome. And then, and what's so cool about that, like you're looking for anything, right? Yes. Well, when you commit to what you're looking for, 
even if you're wrong, you got a bit of an ease there, right? Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a get, I remember because I know you got to work a lot, everybody in the red system and Auckland got to work with Darren Bragg. I, yeah. uh, I think he, he talked about Another when you have an a, approach, you know, as long as you have an approach, it could be approach. If you approach us, Hey, let's swing as hard as I can. That's your approach. You're, you already yeah. have more of an approach than someone who's in there, like thinking about mechanics or thinking about fucking being, excuse my language, being scared or, you know, have an approach, have a plan, and then stick to it. Even if it's just for one pitch, even if it's just for three pitches. It's a, yeah, if I'm committed to an Osprey pitch, I'm going to commit to it. And if it's down the pipe, I'm going to bang it. Nice. And that's, I, I think that's so cool and, and nice. Nice drop on Darren Bragg too. Darren Bragging about Darren Bragging with the Darren Braggins, the Dayton Braggins. <laughs> um, no, the because uh, it really is that. It's like you get it. You, you find something that is sincere and on and and in tune with what your approach can be. That is putting you in in a spot, right, in the best spot you can to let your strengths work for you. And then, so say that guy's bouncing fastballs. You're looking for a changeup he actually ends up dotting a fastball right down the middle. But you were committed to your change that you tip your hat. And that idea of tipping your hat is not just like, Oh, tip your hat. Cause you did a good job. It's also like tipping your hat to yourself because you stayed committed to what you wanted to do. So you're still, you're still driving as opposed to what I know I've felt a lot of, which is you have a plan or whatever. And then one pitch or one moment throws you off of that plan or makes, you know, I'd start doubting those plans the uncertainty getting caught in between um, is, is rough, you know? So like you oh, said, it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, a lot of times there are coaches or different people say, Hey, this is, this is the approach. Do this, do this, do this. And sometimes <laughs> that's, that's needed. You know, it's, it's not my favorite, but it's well, something cool for the players. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. It's needed. It's uh, it comes down to then how do you communicate it to your player? You know what I mean? Yeah. And the calm, like understanding how your player actually takes in the information. You know what I mean? Is it in yeah. the video room? Is it in the dugout? Is it after the game? Is it in the cage? Like that's a whole nother ball game. But then again, what I, this is just in general for parents, little league parents, like please stop coaching from third base. If, <laughs> if you guys don't know yet how hard it is to step into the ballast box, have an approach and execute while someone's throwing a little white thing at you. And then having someone in a third base box tell me about like, hey, stay through the ball. Hey, keep your elbow up. I don't think people know how hard that is. <laughs> yeah, it, it totally. And it's it's hard. You're you're making it harder. You're helping you're helping the other team because you are it's yep. you talk about the cat and mouse game. To me, the cat and mouse game is can I stay Everything becomes everything that is not what I am committed to becomes a distraction. So if my yep. if my thing if my thing is see the ball, it's like I know it sounds so silly, you know. Like, no, it's simple. Like from a baseball movie, you know, like from from a bad baseball movie. But it is like see the in, top inside part of the ball. If I'm just yep. looking for the top inside part of the ball, and that is what I've felt and learned and have experienced to be something that puts me in a nice position to, to compete in the batter's box. And then basically any other thought, ooh, a homer, ooh, a double, ooh, what's this guy got? Ooh, what's this, what's that? Anything is a distraction from 
seeing the top inside part of the baseball. Yep. You know, and, and that's where guys like, like, it's, it's just so cool. So then you talk about that parent or that coach from, from the third base box or from the stands or whatever <laughs> you're, you're trying to help. It's a beautiful thing. You know, we're all, we all want everybody to have a great time and do great things on the field. Um, but it's not always going to happen and you got a best chance to enjoy it for everybody to enjoy it. If, if you don't, <laughs> don't add your two cents to the person who's trying to, trying to hit a round ball with a round bat no matter what the level <laughs> like, no matter what the level man no matter what the no, level. just be amazed just be amazed that these these people are running on this field and putting themselves out there you know like be amazed yeah. at what happens it's, it's... dude i can i can bring you back to i can bring you back to the abr last year so here i am a big league a former big league hitter um last year I was in a situation in the game where I think I just needed to like pull a ball on the ground to get a guy over. And I remember my, my manager came up to me, <laughs> shout out to Dingo. And he pulled me aside. He's like, Hey man, you know, it's just got, I was like, yeah, man, I know what he's got. He's like, okay, what you going to do? I was like, uh, uh, and he kind of threw me off. It, it was such a simple thing. Like, <laughs> I think he wanted me to just be aware. Like, yeah, dude, all you gotta do is like get him over. Like, don't try to do too much. And it, it, it I don't know. It threw me off, dude. Next thing you know, I was in the box <laughs> thinking about what, what should I do here? What should I do? And I took like three of the worst swings of my life. And so I just want to, all I want to do here is just tell you guys, let the kids play, man. Let the kids play. Hold them accountable when they're able to actually take in information. Because uh, the game speeds up. The game is crazy hard. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult understand how difficult it is and just support your players the best you can. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's cool. I remember um, PK, we brought up PK a lot. My first manager in professional baseball. And I thought, I, I still remember how he did it with us where, you know, we're, we were in the GCL, which is like extended, you know, your, your extended spring where we were in the GCL. And, and I remember he would, we'd play the game and he wouldn't say much to us during the game that wasn't, you know, giving us a sign or here you go. Hey, here you go. Um, but then before, like during stretch or before we'd go into some kind of fundamental work the next day, he would go through stuff that he saw that was important to him about the game, like situations, things that came up. And, and that was where he held us accountable. So he, he gave us time. He gave, you know, he gave some young adults who were, trying to figure this thing out a little bit of time to let the emotions sort of go from wanting to do really well and being right in that game mode um, to then be there in that new day, process the info and let some teammates learn from, you know, let the whole team, if you wanted to listen, learn from those mistakes, which I thought was cool. And, um, you know, I'm sure he still does that in some way, but, you know, he also had to say he knows, knows when and how to do those things. I just remember that that meant a lot to me and, and then that that gave a cool framework to to sort of practice learning my own ways of doing that in, in my own time because you're you're basically trying to get finer and finer with how you can process how you can you can process the information from a play from one pitch what happened what's the situation and be ready for that next pitch process it take something from it 
use it and then be clear and empty for that next pitch. You know, like take it, use it, let it go. Which he was showing us how to do that as a team day by day. Then eventually I think he kind of, if you're fortunate enough to keep playing, you know, you, you get a little quicker with that. Thank you. PK. Um, yeah. Thanks PK. Um, all right. So new pitcher, new pitcher, let's say, let's say like different arm angle, like lefty, like, so you're, you're a lefty. I mean, what, let's, um, like, like what stays the same for you? Is there, is there something that stays the same? Like you go through, you see what he's got, you see his pitches, you see what he might do. Is there, is that like what, when a new pitcher comes in, what, what stays the same regardless of who the pitcher is for you? I would say 95% of the stuff. Like I said, it's awesome. The like situation might tell me, Hey, early in the year, I don't care. I'm taking a pitch. I want to see what this guy's had. Does he have run on the ball? I heard my teammates say, dude, watch out. He's got a cutter. He's got a splitter. Um, usually we, we face a lot of Asian guys here. You know, everybody throws a splitter. And I like to see one because you don't see them much, especially like pro ball. You don't see many splitters. So when I face someone like that and it's not playoffs, or even if it's playoffs, like I'm not afraid to take a strike. You know, I'm not afraid to hit both a strike or two. It's so it comes back to trusting yourself and sort of like sticking to your approach. Yeah, but back to your question. Sorry, I'm diving too deep. Not too much changes other than possibly, I would say, my aggressiveness. Cool. Yeah, like you're, it's, and that it's, it's a powerful thing because it, if you can simplify those, you know, because it's a new person, there's so much that you could go into that's different the angles, the, what the guy's got, the stuff, all this. And, and again, like you say, situationally, every, every, every pitch is brand new. It's a totally different life. But then at the same time, you're the same and you're sticking with your strengths, not the same, you know, you're, you're shifting too. So there's a lot that's at play, but that consistency a little bit of where you're at. I think, I think that's pretty cool. I just, I thought it was interesting to kind of be aware that some things are going to shift. I want to know where his arm slot is, or I might want to see where, you know, where it's got to, where is, where is curveball has got to start to be a strike or whatever. Um, but then at the heart of it, you're also, sounds like you're anchored by a lot of anchored by a lot of your own kind of preparation and putting yourself yeah, in. I mean, in, it in. comes down to, let's say, I know you, you yeah. What, where does the curveball have to start? But I don't want to swing at the curveball. Right. I'm not a, I'm not a good curveball hitter unless it doesn't, doesn't curve much. So unless a guy makes a belt high mistake early in the count, like I'm, I'm usually looking for like the pitch I like and, I know I give a lot of tricks away, but I'm planning to play one more year next year, so I can't give all my tricks away. All I'm saying is watch out when you come in to face me. <laughs> Don't throw him bangers. Wait, throw him curveball. Wait. Maybe he's saying maybe he's saying maybe I'm setting everybody up right now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe I love hitting curveballs. First first week, first week next season, you get eight curveballs, he hits eight homers. First game, eight homers yeah. and four at bats and two RBIs. What? That's it. Awesome. Don even sets people up on his podcast. 
What? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cat and mouse. <laughs> yep. Uh, episode nine. We talked about one of the, you asked me what was like one of the favorite things to do. And I think as I said, other than hitting a homer was um, hitting a triple. Um, mm-hmm. Can I drop another fun fact on you? Yeah, please. Always. Um, I believe it was 2000, the 2010-11 season, uh, ABL, Australian Baseball League. The Reds sent Didi, Sir Didi Gregorius, also known as a knight. Yes, he is knighted. Yeah. They sent us to Canberra to play in the offseason, and it was amazing. Long story short, I hit two triples in one inning once. And I'm bragging again. Yeah, I gotta let that one out. I dropped, first, I let off the inning, hit a triple to down the right field line, smashed it, and then came up again because we hit around the inning. I think I came up with two outs. And uh, I used to pull the ball a lot. I used to, like, yeah, do a lot of used damage. to. <laughs> I used to pull the ball a lot. <laughs> so the outfield kind of shifted. So yeah, nowadays, again. nowadays, I never pull the ball. Okay. Yes. And then I, I came up again, <laughs> hit a triple down the left field line, sliced one the other way. So hey. I ended up with two triples in the same inning. I don't know if that's ever been done, but I'm just going to claim it that I'm the greatest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. That's yeah. awesome. Can- Canberra it, was a beautiful stadium. I think you told me when the season first started, when I was out there, I think you even mentioned something to me, you sent me a message or something about like, dude, Enjoy yep. Canberra because special. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a beautiful place. Special. It was a good, good baseball town. Uh, the people all get into it. You know, super. The fans are always into it. Uh, good place to hit. Ball tra- uh, travels well, and um, yeah, just a little unique Australian baseball city. So cool. It's uh yeah, sorry, that was my brag. Two triples in the same inning. Now I'm gonna throw you a backdoor curveball. You gotta answer quick because you made me answer quick too. What Bring advice on. would Frank Fister give himself as a twelve year old right now? Whew. And we we're going live and baseball. Yeah. So you got two separate ones. You can do you can give yourself life advice and a baseball advice. Well, yeah, the the first thing that just came into my mind, you asked me again, you know, at the end of this podcast, it might be different, but um, yeah, I'd say a blend. The first thing that came to mind is is slow down, Frankie. I think that was, you know, that was a common theme for me. I could move fast and I can get a little ahead of myself and I can, you know, Try to all, all those all you know a lot of things that make up classic Frank, and I would say, um, slow down is always a nice reminder for me. And then, uh-huh. um, can I ask you about the slow down? Yeah, because are, are you talking about like your mind speeds up? Everything speeds up. We try to move too fast. Yeah. So um, yeah. So how do you slow down? A lot of ways, man. I, I spend yeah, give us one. most. Can you, can I spend most of one? my day is setting myself up to try to try to stay smooth stay slow yeah one is um it's gonna sound odd there it's it's basically listening to my breath and um and then i've been i've actually added to it just to keep it interesting 
because again, I can I can move I can move fast. I can think fast a little bit, um, which isn't necessarily which isn't the greatest thing for me. So, um, listening to my breath is something Daryl Ward had said actually once. I had learned this from some yoga and meditation things. And then I heard Daryl Ward, who's a hitting coach, um, still yep. with the Reds. I believe he's in double A, but he's awesome. Uh, big league, big league home run heater also. And uh, awesome coach, awesome dude. But he had talked about how he would listen to his breath before he wanted to hit. And then I was like, dude, I, that's awesome. I'd, I'd do that. And I was done playing. I wish I knew to do that when I was playing. Um, but yeah, listening to my breath and, and there's a kind of breath that I've learned that's, it's called Ujjayi where you, it's almost like a whispering sound, um, where you're kind of whispering in and out where you can kind of hear it. It's like a, a little bit of it with my mouth closed. I'm going to give it open, but it's like a, like you're breathing into glass so that it fogs up and you can draw something, you know, like you Mm -hmm. might've done when you were kids, you're basically doing that, but with your mouth closed. And um, it can take a little practice to do that with an inhale too. But one of the ways that I slow down is actually slowing down my breathing. And then another way it's kind of silly is um, I'll actually physically move slower. Um, And if I'm, and if I'm not moving and I feel like my mind is speeding up, I will actually try to move like my, get my body moving slowly and fluidly and smoothly. Um, and then, and connecting those slow movements with my breath has been really nice. So, um, slowing down is a big one that I'd give to 12 year old Frank, um, in every sense, you know, I, I, I wanted to, you want to learn things quick. I I wish I knew stuff. Like once you learn it once, you're like, I wish I knew that all. Like I was kind of how I was with baseball with a lot of things. And and I still am. Um, And then the other side of that, I'd say a blend of slow down with also the initial thing is like not being too hard on myself. But at the same time, I don't love that because I, that's part of, that's part of me. So it's sort of like appreciating, appreciating, um, Okay. 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 Let's go back. Appreciating who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if, if I could tell you like, dude, appreciate it all. Like even, even the parts where I speed up, it's like, dude, appreciate that. Cause that's part of you too. You know, like get, get to know yourself and appreciate, um, the whole range of it, even the parts you might not like, cause if you can appreciate even the stuff you don't necessarily like, but appreciate it, then you're going to learn a bit from it. Just like, you learn from losses or you learn from strikeouts or you learn from these difficult things, obstacles that life gives you. Um, I think you can learn from the parts of yourself that you might not necessarily like too. Uh Um, So, yeah. It's one of these things where I think I've talked, I don't know if I touched on my anxiety, um, but it's, it sounds like one of these things where you, you said previously in one of the episodes, well, like you learn how to, like the speed up thing, you learn how to live with it and you learn how to deal with it. Instead of saying, I need to get rid of it. It's you just learned how to manage it. Correct. It's sort of like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's a sickness. I'm just saying it's part where it does speed up, man. And if it does, you just learned, Hey, let's, let's, you know, do your thing, listen to your breath or certain ways where then it puts you in a good spot again. Is that, Correct? Is that yeah, sort of yeah, how we can understand it? Yeah, you're spot on. I love the word the word that you use. You learn how to manage it where, where, like, again, whatever it might be, 
right? Like we all mm-hmm. got something. We all got different stuff and we all got different things that sort of either, you know, they can throw us off, they can distract us. And, and sometimes we're aware of it. Sometimes we're not, but um, we have a, we are complex beings, you know, we're human beings and we're all going through these experiences and, and this life experience. And it's almost like, I love the idea of like managing it, managing these different parts of ourselves or these emotions or these things, because you're, you're finding a role for them. It's, it's, it reminds me of team of, of having a team where you have a team and you got these players and you're, it's like, like when, when I was on the phantom DL forever and I had Al and Delino, they gave me a role. I I knew what my role was going to be, even though I wasn't playing, which then helped me feel like I was still helping the team. You know, they, they had, well, not they, feel like you actually do. Like, well, I actually you, did because well, they, they were great. Than you thought. May, yeah, maybe. I appreciate you saying that. And but part of it really was like, don't if I, Well, I, I okay, uh, fair. Um, I'm not meaning to in that way, but the the big thing is like, if you could find a role for a person for a part of yourself. You find a role, then all of a sudden you're on the same team. You're pulling in the same direction. You're not at odds. It doesn't mean, you know, they're, 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 sometimes you need space from people and sometimes they're just not good fits, right? But with us, we can't necessarily get rid of part of ourselves. you know, at least as I see it. So if I can see the parts of myself that I have a hard time with or that I don't necessarily like um, or that, can, that have gotten me into tough spots and I can be like, all right, let me just look at this a little bit, not trying to fix it, not trying to change it. Um, you know, just kind of watch and see that's, that's sort of the heart of meditation as I've been learning it. Then, then I might be able to see where that part might be useful. What it's, what they're, what, what they're trying to tell me, you know, what those parts of me are trying to say. So as I'm speeding up, it's like, all right, what are you trying to say? That's why I'm moving slowly it's like, all right, maybe I just need to move. Maybe I need to get into my body instead of in my thoughts. Cause the thoughts ain't it for me, you know, like, uh, the, you know, I like, I like the moving, I like the breathing, I like the creating and those, those things usually happen most freely when I'm not thinking. So, um, and that's part of the appreciating it. So if I appreciate those things and I'm not super, you know, not super hard on myself and I can appreciate kind of who I am, the people who've, who've been a part of, mentoring me, teaching me, guiding me, you know, from family as probably as the biggest by far, um, uh, having family and, and very close friends doing that. Those are the things that help me, help me slow down and, and kind of have a more complete, a more complete feeling. You brought up three things, uh, in the previous episode, trust, patience, and understanding. Yep. That those slow down and appreciating all as much of who I am as I can, all of who I am. Those are ways that I think set me up to find that trust, that patience, that understanding um, with myself, which is in tune with what you were saying in terms of trying to feel, get that feeling in a game. Um, I, I, I think that's kind of the advice I'd give the 12 year old Frank without going into it as deeply as we just tried to. Cause I think if I said all that to 12 year old Frank, I'd be like, what just happened which is probably what all our listeners are going to say when they get to this point yeah cool so let's do a three second recap (laughs) all right ask me again 
Yeah, what would the Frankie tell us 12 year old self right now? Slow down, man. Slow down and appreciate yep. all that you are. That's it, bro. That's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. Thank you for sharing. That's amazing. Um, Thanks for asking. I'm, I, I want to throw it back at you. Is that unfair? Can we give and go that? I want to hear what you, you talk with 12 year old Lutzi about. I, I, last time you asked me, I think I, I said I in real life, it, it was like, stay away from the sugar. But we, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> we could probably do this every, every episode because I, I was just about yeah, to do like a pro tip. I thought about doing a pro tip of the day, mm-hmm. which, yeah, maybe I'll just do my pro tip of the day. Is I'll tell my 12-year-old self, um, always charge your batteries. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about life. We're talking about in electronics before long travel. Uh, we're talking mentally and physically. So, you know, this comes down to like balance, understanding when to rest, understanding when to work harder, understanding when to take a time out to actually, you know, recover physically, when to recover mentally, when to charge your electronics because you don't want to be stuck on a 15-hour flight without your iPad charge to watch Netflix. So it comes out down to pro tip of the day, always charge your batteries. Love it. Written. Can't wait for the random page to come back to that one someday. <laughs> yep, that's it. Do you have anything else in regards to hitting, or do we want to shut the sesh down? Give the people another song. Um. Yeah. Well, one thing real quick. You know when you know when you just you know when like a, a guy comes in, a player comes in, they say, "Ooh, I just missed that one." Oh boy. You yeah. Know? Ask me about I, it. <laughs> no, I, I just—it was more of just something that popped into my head. You just missed it. Ooh, just missed it. And it might have been Al that said it. Probably was Al. I mean, a lot of cool things came from Al. But um, Al Palaya is the man. The big Al for me. For me, Big Al was uh, also uh, was the sensei. Another sensei. But he, um, he, like, you also just barely got it. Like you, were, as 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 much as you think you just missed barreling it up. You also just missed missing it completely. So yeah. you come in after popping it up. Ooh, I just missed it. It's like, well, you, you barely got it, but you're lucky you even got a piece. And that was just something I thought is a funny, a funny flip. You asked me about hitting. That's what I got about hitting. You give some, you give some big league advanced report info. And I'm talking about foul tips. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it it honestly it aggravates me. I think that's a good English word uh, in Don's vocabulary. Vocabulary aggravates me when people do that a lot. Like it's okay if you do it once, and it's like a let's say you do it like a big big league pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'll I'll <laughs> I'll let you say that, but not if you do it every day and you're just popping every ball up and it like get, barely gets to the pitcher. Like it gets old after a while. You know what I mean? And it's usually cooler if someone says it to you. Like, if I hit a big league pop-up and I get to sprint all the way to second base before the infielder catches the ball, and then, like, my teammate is like, oh, you dismissed that? I'll be like, yeah, honestly, like, my swing was too big. Like, I got under it. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that ball should have been deposited, but also, like, it was just a bad swing, you know? And uh, I get it. 
I, it's cool if people try to do it in a positive reinforcement, but a lot of people use it as an excuse, man. Like, I don't want to hear it. Get on top of the yeah. ball, you know what I mean? Put some back. Which actually, the, um, I think we just may have stumbled upon a new possible segment. So you heard it here first at, at 100. Yeah, you heard it here first. Pro tips and foul tips. So I think, I feel like, um, let me write that that, down. Yeah, I I got it down too. So pro tips and foul tips. You're, you are, if those who are listening are hearing a new segment being born right now, foul tips and pro tips. So foul tip would be like a piece of advice someone gave that doesn't hold up, you know, Mm -hmm. something that's said that's basically, yep. It's eyewash. It's empty breath. Um, so those are, those are foul tips. And then pro tips are like, you know, the, the, the little nuggets of gold, the seeds that the redwoods drop, you know, the, they got to go through the fire. By the way, I learned this redwood seeds will not grow into a tree unless a fire passes through it and burns the seed and the soil. Can we need can we finish this episode with you telling our listeners what a redwood is? Because I think a lot of people don't know what a redwood is. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm with them. I'm still learning about redwoods. Are you talking about how I'm using it or what a redwood tree is or both? It, it, it's whatever you want. Like if, if someone okay. is like, what is, what is Frank talking about? What the hell is a redwood? Yeah. Like you can give well, so, you a version of our redwood here, the podcast perfect. redwood. Perfect. So what I was just talking about was specifically a redwood tree, a kind of tree that grows, at least as I know, I mean, grows in in Southern California, in California, Northern California, um, and they're really big um, and they're really beautiful, powerful beings and they are awesome. And um, I don't know many more details. I've been around them. And yep. you could, you could I mean, you hang out with a few redwoods towering over you and you feel pretty small, pretty quick. And that's some of the most um, powerful silent moments that I've ever really been a part of. It's just kind of standing with some redwood trees. And um, the way that I have used it here and have been sort of using it, there's a um, basically... So I'll, I'll make it easier for you. Yeah, help me out. I heard you talk about, when you talked about, when we talked about Browning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Our man, uh, you referred to him as a redwood. When you talk yes. about like some of our mentors, some of our most powerful mentors, oh, yeah. which have been around us, you call them redwoods. So maybe that will help. Yeah. You. And, and so, so I had heard, thank you. So yeah, I've kind of been using that term, like a redwood as, as one of those, a, a coach, a teacher doesn't, even have to be with baseball, but a coach Uh or teacher who really, who, who is, who is generous and and humble with what they've, what they've gone through and experienced and is sharing that back. Because the cool thing about plants as I see them is that we, you know, our waste, our breath out, our exhale, um, what we're filtering out of us, we breathe in oxygen, we breathe out CO2, we're giving that CO2 out to the plants. They, they absorb that in and, and that helps them grow. And then they release oxygen for us. So they're giving us this breath. We're in this relationship with these plants and, and trees are huge there. And then there's also a bit that I've heard where redwoods are, are so big that they're actually, when they 
are ready, like when they die, when they are ready, kind of falling and are in that death process, they'll shoot nutrients down into their roots to give those nutrients and share them with the other roots and the other plants in the area, which is pretty amazing. Then as those trunks fall, as the trees fall, there's a whole, like the trunk still has a bunch of nutrients and things in it. It becomes homes for different animals. Funguses come in and decompose. Like it's this whole process where these trees keep giving even after they're no longer in the living process. So after the death process, they're still giving. Um, and that's sort of from, from hearing and learning about that, that's sort of when I think of we talked about Tom Brown, Tom Browning, another coach, um, who was that like, I mean, and I, I will hopefully the names keep coming as we do these episodes. Cause I'll feel bad about not hitting everybody. Um, but those, those who give, um, super generously back to the environment, um, for me of base, like the environment of baseball, especially because it's such a big business and it's such a world where there can be a, you know, a little bit of everything involved in it and it can get a little sticky. Um, the redwoods to me are the ones that sort of rise above the stickiness or, and are there to, to help the next generation and help the environment continue to grow in a healthy way rather than just helping themselves. Um, and I, and I feel like, does that hit it? I would say that sums it up perfect. It's nice. That's a, no, it's a, because it's, I think it's important. People understand when, when you drop the word redwood, what you mean that it's a pretty big, significant word, you know what I mean? And it's, it's you are showing respect to the people which have taught us a lot about life and game, <clears throat> the life and the game. Yeah. And it's, it's not just about like, don't get us wrong. It's not just about people when they like, passing away or the trees dying it's just in general it's a big powerful thing which gives that's really that's the main message i think it's a big powerful thing which gives so nice that's awesome appreciate it yeah yeah i think that's a good one to finish with uh try to remember try, um guys moving through life the baseball podcast thanks for listening Thanks for you guys' support. We're also growing internationally. The cool thing is, oh, Frank, you love that. There must be an app for this. On my little app here, uh, <laughs> we can see which countries are listening in. And, yeah, if you follow us on our socials, Facebook, TikTok, or Instagram, I'll try to show those numbers once in a while. And it's pretty cool. We're, going, we're growing internationally, so wherever you're from, Thank you for listening. I think, uh, Frank, maybe you can drop a little Spanish thank you note. Gracias. Gracias por escuchando. Y arigato y dankuschen. There you go. We got we to gotta start collecting as many thank yous as we can. Grazie. Nochmal vielen Dank auf Deutsch. So we yeah. got a couple yeah. languages covered. Maybe next, next time we can add one more. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll drop possibly a little song in here and then we'll see you in episode 11. Make sure when you check us out, give us a rating. It goes a long way. Uh, download it if you want. Uh, awesome to listen to while you guys drive your car, drive to work in the morning. You can split it up or if you're at home chilling, get your notebook out, notepad and write some of the stuff down. Appreciate it.
Thank you. Someone once told me that simple was the way Slow down, put it in love 